Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Welcome, welcome to our celebration. <laughs> How come it was it was changed immediately so quickly? Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Maharaj. Please accept our humble businesses. All glories to you, all right. to Srila Prabhupada. We're so happy to have you with us. Uh, everybody is eagerly waiting to hear from you. And okay. you know, you've been to Dallas so many times and a lot of uh, everyone who's met you here has loved, loves you so very much. We're so happy to see you again, because we're wondering when we're going to see you the next time with all these challenges we're having. having yeah, this yeah, yeah. We're so very happy to have you with us, Mario. Welcome again. How are you? Thank you? So, I get this is the class where I'm supposed to talk about my experience in Dallas. Is that right? Yes, yes. Yeah, relating it to Krishna, whatever you want, relating it to, of course, the festival today. And, but yeah, saying things about Dallas itself, the deities, you know, and the deities. You're having Janmashmi today? Yes, Janmashmi is happening today here, yes. Okay. And you're the first speaker uh, for our program. You're the headline speaker for us. Janmashmi is tomorrow in here. Oh, nice. <laughs> I came to Dallas the first time in uh, the end of 1971. I was, at that time, I was the president of Houston Temple. They just opened the Houston Temple. And the temple president in, in Dallas at that time was Mohanananda Prabhu. And there were just a few devotees in the temple. There was uh, Prajapati and Satarupa, his wife, and a few other devotees. But Mohanananda decided he was going to change he wanted to be the temple president of Houston, and he made me the temple president of Dallas. So that was a, <laughs> I was the temple president of Dallas. And at that time, we, we were living in uh, Turtle Creek. Oh, yes. And when I came there, my service was, of course, with, in every place was to do book distribution. And the few devotees that there were, we went out on book distribution. And as soon as we went out, the police arrested us all. <laughs> and they charged us with, with uh, imitating women. It seemed that some lady had called up and see, because at that time we went out on, with Dodies and Tilak, and some lady had seen us and called the police, said that she, there were men imitating women and so the police came and arrested us. Luckily, we were in jail over the weekend, but the next Monday, she couldn't recognize us. So the charges were dropped. So in Dallas, that was my first service. And then Mohananda, he just, Prabhu, he decided he wanted to become the temple president of Dallas again. So my next service was to become the treasurer and there are some devotees in the temple at that time, some brahmacharis, but they all became, they all decided to marry. So then I was the only brahmachari left in the temple and the only one to go on book distribution and the only income that the temple had. Unfortunately, Mohananapuru, he liked to talk on the telephone. And at that time, the telephone was quite expensive. So it was very hard to support the temple and support his telephone bill at the same time. In any case, every day I went downtown, I distributed back to Godheads, 
And one day I went downtown, Dallas, which was not the most receptive place in America or in the universe at that time for the Hare Krishna movement, especially since we looked a little strange to them, wearing dhotis and having tilak and shaven heads. It was the time when you were strange if you had long hair, what to speak of wearing, you know, having a shaven head. Only people who were 70 years old who became bald had shaven heads. Young people usually had long hair, which was also con quite controversial. In any case, I used to go downtown. And one time I went downtown reluctantly. I was, my enthusiasm wasn't so great. But when I went down, everyone downtown, everyone looked like they had come from Vaikuntha. And somehow or another, everyone I stopped took a Back to Godhead magazine. So I, I was completely amazed. And that lasted until the end of my Back to Godhead magazines. And then everything turned back to normal and I went back to the temple. Then Mohanananda Prabhu got this idea that he wanted to buy a building on Gurley Street and make it into a Gurukul. Because at that time, the first Gurukul actually in Iskan was on Turtle Creek. There were some householders, it was mostly a householder temple, and the householders had children, and we started a little Gurukul there when I was first the temple president. Of course, the temple that it was the householders they lived, they didn't have rooms, they separated their ashrams by a sheet, a bed sheet. So we had five or six householders living in a room separated by a bed sheet. One of them was Kavichandra Maharaj and his wife, Vibhavati. And sometimes he'd go out and Harinam with my, me and both of us would do Harinam together. Which was quite a Harinam in downtown Dallas. In any case, Prabhupada used of it when we established the Gurukul, although I was against it because I couldn't imagine how we were going to support a Gurukul. We couldn't even support Mohananda Prabhu's telephone bill. What to speak of a Gurukul, a new big building, which was way beyond our ability. But he wrote to Prabhupada and Prabhupada said, yes, I'll help you out with a loan so you can buy the property, which he did, of course. Now you're on Gurley Street. And since I was so much a poet, I didn't want to be the treasurer anymore, having to deal with the debts that Mohananapuru was creating. So they made me the head cook. And they gave me Bir Krishna Maharaj as my assistant, who was a bhakti at that time. And I worked as a head cook for some time. And Prabhupada used to visit Dallas. He came to Dallas to see the Guru Kul. And of course, I was a little bit later. At that time, I was asked to become the temple president of Austin, Texas. So I became the temple president of Austin, Texas. And I come up and visit Dallas all the time. Because that was where it, it was one spot where we, we did book distribution. And every time Prabhupada came, I, came, I got the opportunity to come and uh, be with Prabhupada. Shri Prabhupada is the temple president. Sasrup Maharaj was there at the time as the GBC. And, and so 
And Prabhupada's darshans, I got a chance to see Prabhupada's strategy management. I remember one time, Prabhupada was telling Prabhupada about all the different difficulties he was having with the devotees. And Prabhupada's response was that, he, that if there is a devotee, then they're first class. Prabhupada didn't want to hear the problems. He just wanted to appreciate the devotees. In any case, I remember one time Prabhupada was there and at that time we in Dallas, it was quite, didn't have a whole lot of money. It was quite poor. And the devotees were, the Gurukul students, when they got a good number of them, they didn't really have the proper facilities for them. But I remember we used to eat off, we ate on the, when I came to Dallas and we had lunch prasadam and breakfast, we put out wax paper on the floor in the sanctuary. So I think if you go up to the sanctuary now, you smell the floor, you can smell, still smell the doll on the floor because the wax paper wasn't very good for doll. And Prabhupada, when he was there, you know, we had this contest. Well, actually, during the, the week, we had a contest in Dallas. I wasn't always there, but when I was there, I tried to participate in the contest. The contest was that you'd speak the Bhagavad Gita. You'd memorize a chapter of Bhagavad Gita. And if you could memorize a chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, you got the Maha Prashadam from the deities. So at that time, the prashadam wasn't so elaborate. So if you got the Maha prashadam, it was a very special occasion. And there were two devotees especially good at memorizing the Bhagavad Gita. So I was always in competition with them. But there was always, the idea was, not only when you learn the first chapter, you had to recite the first and second chapter. And, so, and then in order to get the, the Maha play. So Krishna Smaranam and another devotee they were always one chapter ahead of me, so I, I never got the Maha play. But then when Prabhupada came one time, they decided, Dayanandapur was the temple president at that time, the head of the Guru Kul. He decided that he wanted uh, to show Prabhupada how the Guru Kul students were learning the Bhagavad Gita. So he had Krishna Smaranam and this other devotee recite the Bhagavad Gita to Prabhupada. So they were reciting the Slokas in Sanskrit, Bhagavad Gita. And then Prabhupada stopped them and said, so what does it mean? And Krishna Smarana went, well, I have no idea what it means. So Prabhupada said, no, no, actually, you should know what it means. We're not trying to become parrots and just recite these verses like a parrot. You should also know what the meaning is. So then I started to learn not only the Sanskrit, but also the English also. <laughs> And somehow or another, they had this contest called the Krishna Bowl. So although I was a temple president of Austin at that time, Austin, Texas, every year our temple and other temples, other devotees from, from Texas, we'd go and visit Prabhupada in Los Angeles and then go to the Rathiatra in San Francisco. So one year we were going to have a Krishna Bowl a contest where you'd they would ask they'd ask questions, and then you there was a buzzer, and if you hit the buzzer, then you got the chance to answer the question. 
and you get points if you answer the question right, or you get points would be deducted, or the other, the other party would get a chance to answer the question if you answered it wrong. So we had a team, there's a devotee named Dravanaksha who recently passed away and others. And I was, they put me on the, uh, the Dallas team, although I was from, from Austin, but they figured no one knew the difference between Austin and Tech and Dallas. So I became a member of the Krishna Bowl team for Dallas. And we drove to Los Angeles, which is like a two day trip, day and night. And on the way, Dravanaksha, he simply read Bhagavad Gita day and night, literally speaking. And so we got there, and I still remember the questions that I answered correctly in the Krishna Bowl. So the Dallas team won the Krishna Bowl against the Los Angeles team. And then Prabhupada got news of it, and he said to stop it immediately. He said, that's not our business to play these, you know, I don't exactly remember what he said. I think he wrote a letter, something about we shouldn't play with a Krishna book in this way. In any case, when Prabhupada came, I remember one time he, he taught Dvorkadish how to write the first letters, and there's a photo of that. And at that particular occasion, there was one tree on the, in the courtyard of Dallas, and for some reason or another, I, I believe that the temple president at that time was Stoke Krishna, and he cut the tree down. And when Prabhupada heard about that, he was very, very disturbed about that, why we were cutting a tree like that down. And then Prabhupada was there and he was going to install Radha Kalachandri. But somehow or another, the, one of the, the ladies, what was her name? Janava. She decided she was going to strip the paint off of Radha Kalachandri and then repaint. They probably didn't like that idea at all. In any case, they tried to repaint Kalachandri before the installation, and he was all sticky. I remember Prabhupada calling his manager and said, who told you to do this? Why have you done this? And the manager became very upset and broke out of tears. And Prabhupada asked, what are you going to do about it? I think what they did is they took hair dryers and they dried off Kalachandri before the installation. And I was there for the installation. It was quite ecstatic for out of college anyway. In any case, the next time I was visiting Dallas until I joined Radha Damodar in 1975. And at that time, we were distributing mostly in the Midwest. Oh, I, I was on different parties. I was on the Western party with Radha Damodar itself. I was the Sankirtan leader. And then I was the uh, temple, uh, well, we were distributing in the Midwest and then we were distributing on the East Coast and then I was doing the airport. But there came a time when I, uh, after, 19, after Prabhupada left, 1977, then I was in Chicago at that time. I was the Sankirtan leader of Chicago. And there are always so many different arrangements being made for 
at that particular time. It was quite a chaotic time within ISKCON. But my GBC at that time was, was uh, Jai Tirtha Prabhu. And he requested that I go to Detroit and start with Amalabhakta Prabhu at that time, a yoga studio, yoga retreat to attract people. Because Amalabhakta was a famous yogi in the East Coast in New York at that time. And after he joined the movement, they and, and he was on the West Coast, but Jai Tirtha Prabhu decided he joined with me. And at that time, there was one Arjuna Das, who later got reinitiated as Braja Vihari. And he was there, and there was a devotee named Prithu Prabhu. He was there, and his wife was there. And we were doing, I was being trained how to teach yoga for this yoga retreat. But then I was called back to Chicago and uh, to head up the Bhakti program there. In any case, as things turned out, there as number of controversies increased to the zonal acharya system. So Tamakrishna Maharaj took over the Chicago temple from Jayatirtha Prabhu. And eventually, without going into all the different details, what happened in, in, Chicago, in Chicago at that time, eventually I became the personal servant of Tamakrishna Maharaj. And I was traveling with him on the bar, taking care of little Radhadamadar. And even sometimes cooking for Tamil Krishnamaraj. In any case, at some point, he was asked to go to Hong Kong. And I was asked to go to, to either, I had a choice, either, either I could take over Jagadish Prabhu's service as the Minister of Education or I could become the temple president again of Dallas. So I chose to become the temple president of Dallas again. And that was quite a turbulent time, to say the least. And I was a temple president there, of course. The devotees there were not very enthusiastic. Since Tama Krishmaraj, who was the initiating guru for most of them, was now in China and Hong Kong. And he asked me if I could go to Hong Kong. I, I said, better not. So Giridhari Maharaj now, he went to Hong Kong instead of me. And then eventually, well, there were, we don't have to go into all the details of all the exciting things that were happening in Dallas at that time or in the movement. But eventually Tom Krishmaraj came back. And then I went to join uh, the, BB, the BTG in Philadelphia. In any case, I used to visit, eventually I started to visit Dallas regularly because it was a, especially Sitama Krishmaraj and also to uh, distribute books at the, at the airport with Mother Neil Amani and others. We used to do, I used, sometimes I do the Prabhupada Marathon in Dallas. I got to stay there for some time at different marathons. And then, of course, I, I regularly visit Dallas anyhow. So that's more or less my, some of my history with Dallas. Uh, the times that with Prabhupada is times when I got to get, spend some time with person, you know, with Darshans, with Prabhupada, 
as the temple president, Prabhupada would give us instructions. Not so much about management, because Prabhupada didn't really get involved in very much management in the United States. Mostly it was about personal dealings with the devotees. And Prabhupada used to come there sometimes because his, when his health wasn't good, he hoped that the weather in Dallas would be better than the weather in Los Angeles or in other places that he was. And sometimes he was disappointed. But I remember one summer that when I was the temple president in Dallas, at that time, this is in the 80s, the weather every, for over a month, every day it was over 108 degrees. And all the insects got fried and died. And the devotees were getting fried too. <laughs> it was probably one of the hottest summers in, on record in Dallas. In any case, I had quite a, I got quite an opportunity sometimes even to serve the deities in Dallas and to do book distribution in different times and to be the temple president there twice as the temple president of Houston twice also. And I spent some years there in Dallas, Houston and Austin. I even had a Texas driver's license. And I also almost went back to the University of Austin before Radha Damana took me away. So that's more or less what I can remember for right now off the... And I still regularly visit Dallas because Tom Krishmaraj improved the... He created the restaurant there. And I was there when Nilamani and Indra... What was Nilamani's husband's name? Radha Vinod Prabhupada. Yeah, Radha Vinod. They were hippies. They came from Argentina. And even when Tom Krishmaraj was in Hong Kong, the construction was still going on for the restaurant. I remember visiting the construction and they were helping out there. So at that time, uh, there was Jayadev. He was helping me out. But at that time, we had a mortgage on all those buildings, which are all around the temple right now. And we were struggling to pay the mortgage off. But somehow or another, Tom Krishnamaraj came back and the enthusiasm picked up again. We were able to collect some money one way or another. And then of course, Tom Krishnamaraj, he, he, well, to go back before that, that at one time he decided to purchase a farm, but I believe the farm wasn't in Texas. It was some, somewhere in Oklahoma. And he had quite a powerful crew there. I was taking care of his deities, so I wasn't so much involved in all their strategies, but he had all the prominent book distributors in his own, including Tripurari and Pragosh, Naikatma, Vaishasika, Sura, etc. And we all got involved in collecting for the farm. So that was quite interesting collecting. We were put on record distribution, the famous record distribution, Carmi Records. Uh, persons I never even listened to when I was, before I became a devotee. They bought these massive amount of records for like pennies because they were all scratched from this warehouse. And we devised this scheme that in order to 
So we had these records. We had and we were our Hare Krishna. So we had these records and we, we, we went on our vans. And I remember one time I was with Gopi Janabala Maharaj and we were distributing collect for the farm. And we used to hang, some of the devotees, they, they hung microphones from the door of the van. And they called people over and say, you know, if you listen to such and such radio station. And they said, yes, he's come on over. And then they come on over and they give him a stack of records. And they say, well, we're doing this drive for such and such. And, you know, you're on air right now. We'd like to say something for our audience. And they'd say a few words and they say, well, you know, so-and-so, what's, what's your name? And you know, would you like to help out this drive? And how much would you like to give for these records and whatever? So then we got our donations. And they collected quite a substantial amount of money. Because sometimes when you met someone who already had bought the records before, they were not too happy about being offered the records again, especially when they took them home and played them and it'd say, so some of the devotees got into even physical difficulty when they went to the wrong place, trying to distribute the records again. In any case, trying to buy the farm didn't turn out to be so good because as usual, we weren't very good at, at negotiating land deals. And so in spite of all our efforts to collect a good amount of money, we weren't able to maintain the farm. I remember one time I was, I traveled to, to LA with the devotees from Chicago, uh, from Dallas. And we, I saw Prabhupada there. And the first thing I was in the garden with Prabhupada and Karanda. And the first thing Prabhupada asked me was, so how's your farm in Dallas? This is before this other farm that Tom Krishmaraj purchased. And I had no idea because we never had a farm, but I guess Mohananapuru had told Prabhupada that we had purchased a farm in Dallas. So I said, I had no idea. I thought, oh, really? In any case, it was in, I had some, probably asked me some interesting questions before, besides that. But somehow or another, Dallas was on his mind, but for a reason that wasn't really so valid at that time. In any case, that was more or less some of my experience with Dallas, which goes over a period of time without going into all the details. But it was always a very interesting place, and I'm sure it still is interesting. So any questions? Yes, Maharaj. I mean, one question I had was, uh, uh, when you were dealing uh, with the devotees in Dallas, uh, in terms of looking after the deities, uh, were there any events that come to mind where you had some uh, particular challenge or something happened and it was really nice? Like one example is 
Were you there when Chota Radha Kalachanji were no longer on the altar one Sunday? Uh, uh, were, you, were you at that time the president? No, I wasn't the president at that time, but I heard about it, uh -huh. but I wasn't the president. When, uh, after, that was during the time, I think that was later. That was after I was, uh, I wasn't even, I wasn't even Texas anymore. Oh, you weren't okay. Yeah. I think someone, one of the devotees took them off the altar, is that right? Yes, it was Satsurup Maharaj who actually uh, took the deities uh, with him because he liked Chodorada culture so much, he left Dallas and when he took the deities with him. And the next morning when the devotees turned up for Mangalarti, the deities were missing. So they were in sixes and sevens. What happened to our deities, you know? <laughs> yeah, I was in Chicago at that time and uh, we drove down there to, that's when I, that's right before I took over as the temple president there. Because uh -huh. Sasha Maharaj left. No, actually, Sasha Maharaj, Tom Krishnamara took over Dallas. Yes. And at that time, Satsuru Maharaj left, and he left with the deities, and I was with Tama Krishna Maharaj in Chicago. Ah. <laughs> I, was doing the air, I was doing the airport at that time, and then I became the, uh, the Tama Krishna Maharaj. I be, at that time, Tama Krishna Maharaj was in Chicago, and he, he wanted to make some devotees there. So we had uh, uh, Shri Maharaj was the Sankirtan leader, Harinam leader. We had Pragosh and Tripurari, Nikatma, Vaishasika, and Kasiram. They were doing the airport. And I was a, I was the Bhakta leader with uh, Gopabhujana Balava Maharaj. And Ganapi Maharaj was also helping out with the Harinam. And every day, every night, we had a darshan in Tamakrishna Maharaj with the new people that we brought. And at that time, we made around 20 devotees in a month. Oh. And one of them is still in Dallas. And, uh, what's his name? Was no, not Gopal. Uh, we used to drive the big truck. Oh. Who had that huge truck he was driving for some time? Naratam. Naratam, yeah, we made Naratam was just a traveler coming through the airport. We picked, oh. <laughs> we brought him to the darshan and he joined. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. And when you you were there at the time of the installation march of Radha Kalachanji? Yes, yes, I was there. I was I watched Prabhupada. So what was the story with Radharani? Because I understand Radharani was not. The Radharani, who was supposed to come to Dallas, she was supposed to go to. Uh, she got switched with yes. the, with the Detroit lady. Right. So that was just a mix-up in the boxes. <laughs> some some of them said it was wife swatching, switching, or whatever. Wife, <laughs> wife swapping. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, I think Radharani, Shmati Radharani, goes nicely with college energy. Yes, she does. <laughs> Tomkish Maharaj called Kalachandri Big Tex. Yeah, Big Tex, yeah. <laughs> that was another thing in Dallas, I used in book distribution. I remember every year we did the uh, Texas State Fair. Right, yes. And Big Tex would always, 
big taxis like maybe seven or eight meters high. And he's always talking. He said, ladies and gentlemen, beware. The Hare Krishnas are out here just reading books. They're a cult. Make sure you don't take any books. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so we got to battle against big techs every year. <laughs> no, it's something that's not... Go ahead. Sorry, yes. Uh, Maharaj, you did the, uh, the imitated big tech says, don't buy books from the Hare Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> I only have no, I only have eight minutes left because I have another meeting. But uh, one time I went out to do the fair, and I decided I'd just tell everyone at the fair exactly what we were doing, what the the, the books were. So I, for half an hour, I went to everyone and said, you know, these are books about Krishna. They talk about reincarnation, and I didn't sell one book. Oh my god! And then I went out and I said, hi, how's your family and everything else, and I sold all my books. <laughs> So it was a good training period for learning what not to do and what not to what to do when you're selling Prabhupada's books. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Anything else? I have a quick question if nobody else has one again. And that is that with the pandemic going on, obviously, you're seeing how devotees are challenged uh, being isolated in their homes or whatever else. Anything you'd like to say to encourage our devotees in these uh, very challenging times? Well, I think we're challenged just to remember Krishna and to engage in Krishna consciousness. There's no other real challenge. Because somehow or another, Krishna has arranged it. I mean, the world is sinful. And in one sense, because they're sinful, they're not so much inclined to Krishna consciousness. So Krishna has arranged it to, to manifest how the modern civilization is not the promising eternal happiness and that there's going to be problems at every moment so that people can become more receptive to Krishna consciousness. Uh, the trick is that we have to become more organized and intelligent how to present Krishna consciousness systematically so that we engage people in a practical way through education and through increasing their commitment so that they can co come to a higher level of consciousness, ultimately Krishna consciousness. So from the material point of view, Krishna has just arranged this to decrease the fever of material enjoyment so that people can actually become more receptive to the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and hopefully participate it, but participate in it in a productive way. Thank you, Mark. Anything else? Krishna Guru Maharaj, thank you very much for your stories. Uh, you, I have two questions, uh, short question. I uh, uh, hear the story that you organized Yasapuja Shiva Prabhupada in Vrindavan uh, when he uh, lived in this world. Is it true? No. Okay. And another question, when Shiva Prabhupada left this world uh, in 77, uh, what you feeling and what your plan, your a spiritual life and uh, what you to do during the two, three years after Shilaprabhupada is well, After Shilaprabhada left, I continued on Radha Damodar for some time and then I decided that I was going to help reform ISKCON and show the devotees 
and maybe utilize whatever service I had or talents I had in management. So at that time, I was engaged in different types of services. They offered me to become the, ma the manager of Mayapur, which I didn't, wasn't very enthusiastic about doing at that time. And basically, I continued. Well, that's when I started to, I was Tamil Krishmari, just personal servant. And then I took on different services as temple presidents in different places in Dallas, especially in Dallas. And then I went to join BTG. But my feeling that, that was a very confusing time in ISKCON uh, due to the, what was known as the Zonalacharya system. And in one sense, it was quite exciting. And I, I somehow or another, I was always, wherever there was some controversy going on, I was there. Like one time they had a meeting, uh, Ramaswara Prabhu at that time, he had decided that not all the initiating gurus were Mahabhagavats. And he wrote some essays about that. And then the other uh, initiating gurus at that time, they decided to have a meeting in Dallas. Bhagavan Prabhu was having me about to bill when I joined. He was, I was the uh, temple president for some time in Buffalo and he, he joined there. And uh, Bhagavan Prabhu came and uh, Japitak Maharaj came and Sesrup Maharaj came, Ramaswar Prabhu came to Dallas at that time. And I was the temple president. And somehow or another, I didn't tell them that they had to pay for their telephone bill. So they had these meetings, which were quite interesting meetings, to convince Ramaswar Prabhu that actually he was a Mahabhagavad devotee, that they all were. But they all had this elaborate telephone bills, which are like unbelievable for our poor little temple in Dallas, which had practically no collectors at that time. And so we had this huge bill, which luckily Tom Kushmaraj came back and he was able to inspire the devotees to go out and collect some money and to pay it. So it was a very interesting time. I mean, I don't think there's any, any time since then where I wasn't more focused on praying to Prabhupada to help the situation because there wasn't very much other request than to pray to Prabhupada to assist in a very intense situation at that time. Anyhow, so I think I'll stop there. Thank, Thank you. you all. Thank you so very much, Maharaj. We really appreciate you coming on, spending a valuable time with us and inspiring us all. We've recorded this, so others will be able to hear this. We may not have heard it live right now. Okay. Thank you so very much. Please. Happy Thank you. And we hope to see you. Happy Mahasamay. Hare Krishna. Glorious Prabhupada. Glorious to your service.